Auckland school principals are warning of pressure on classrooms after increased immigration saw a surge in enrolments. Nearly 16,000 new pupils have enrolled in schools this year, with Auckland schools gaining more than 8,000, their biggest jump in 20 years. Most of the new students had New Zealand residents or parents on short-term work or study visas. About 3,000 are fee-paying foreign students. More than half of the new students are teenagers. Patrick Gale is the principal of the country's largest school, Rangatoto College on Auckland's North Shore, with a roll of 3,500 growing to 3,700 next year. He says the Ministry of Education has failed to inform schools of projected growth. Rangatoto College is 20 classrooms short, and just this morning, Mr Gale says, he's met nine new students whose families have immigrated here. McLean's College is also saying it is in the region of 20 classrooms short. PPTA Acting President Chris Abercrombie says many schools are bursting at the seams and struggling to scale up teaching, particularly for English as a second language. Then Arkway, Chris. Yola. So what are you hearing from members? Oh, so as you imagine, I visit lots of schools and I'm just, it's the, the unpredictability of this growth. Um, is the issue, you know, sort of we, traditionally you'd have some start at the, you know, international students start at the start of the year. But as you said in your, your lead in, you know, we're getting students turning up every day in these schools. And it's just putting a lot of pressure on our schools, particularly um, English as second language uh, and those issues there. What's the overall story? Because we've also got record high net immigration full stop. End of August, 110,000 net gain. And, you know, among them are going to be school kids. Uh, And a very high proportion of that going to Auckland again, I think, at the end of June, slightly different uh, figure, nearly 50,000 migrants heading to Auckland. So is it the overall migration pressure or is it particularly skewed towards the the language uh, students, uh, ESOL students, students coming here specifically for education? Uh, it's, it's a bit of both. So there's, there's just, you know, physically, there's just more people in the space. You know, schools need to get bigger. Um, they need more classrooms. They need more space. Um, and as, when, we, when we shut the borders during COVID, a lot of international departments, a lot of ESOL teachers lost their jobs. They scaled down. And it's really hard to scale back up in these situations. And, you know, some schools are better suited than others. And as you say, it's definitely skewed to Auckland. But this is occurring across New Zealand. And if we think of our smaller schools, you know, it might be not be many, say, five extra students with ESOL. If you don't have those facilities, that's a lot of pressure on you. How well planned has this been or not been? Because, yes, there's been real disruptions to migration uh, over the last years for obvious reasons. But officially, where is the education ministry at in planning for role growth and the necessary classrooms? Well, if you just look at some stats they produced uh, earlier this year, um, there was meant to be, they, they predicted 20,000 less students. Um, now we're, you know, we're well above that. You know, we're 20,000 above what they predicted. And so it's really difficult to get this, the numbers right in this space, particularly as I say, we've had significant immigration and that puts a lot of pressure on our system. So just explain what the ministry's official projections were. Um, so it was sitting at about 811,000 for this uh, for at the end of 2022. And now we're, we're well above that. You know, we're well above that. We're sitting at 131,000. So there, there were 20,000 out in their predictions. 
They are also predicting 30,000 fewer school-aged children in 2032. This is from earlier in the year. But interestingly, I think that specifically excludes uh, immigration and, uh, and ESOL students. Does it make any sense to have a figure that excludes that? No, it doesn't make any sense to exclude that. As I say, immigration can be hard to predict, but, you know, we know that we are, you know, we people love our education system. You know, there's 3,000 students paying quite a lot of money to come to New Zealand to to learn in our system, in our school system. And we've got tens of thousands of other students coming here. And that's another issue here is that international students pay. Migrant students, short-term visa students, they don't. They they are part of the system. And so there's not that extra funding for them that international students generate. Just looking at the that number from earlier in the year specifically, the figures did not include foreign students, let me correct myself, or children in hospital or special schools. I'm quoting, the best knowledge available at the time was used in producing, producing these projections. Uncertainties in live births, external and internal migration and retention rates would have significant impact on the reliability of these projections. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's the, the the issue that the education system is facing at the moment, and it's really hard to scale up a, a teaching workforce. You know, there's not there's not teachers just sitting around waiting to be called up, um, and so it's really hard to scale that up, and particularly in the real specialist area, which is ESOL, uh, teaching English as a second language is a really specialised area, and so it's really difficult to, to to ramp that up as quickly as as we need to. As we we know there's increasing pressure on all schools in New Zealand about um, sizes. You know, there's say Auckland's affected, but you know, uh, Targa had a significant role drop, Canterbury had a significant role increase. Sorry, both those regions, and so it, it's it's really difficult. Those projections just seem completely out of whack if they do not account for migration rates. The current rate is record high. It may ease off, uh, but the planning has got to surely account for uh, the, the, pros- the prospect of, of growing migration. Okay, so where, where, what's the immediate pinch point? What's the, where's the, you're hearing of two schools in Auckland alone, 20 classrooms short, they tell us. So how do you cope when you're 20 classrooms short, by the way? Well, you start teaching in spaces that weren't meant for teaching. You're teaching in the library. You're teaching in common room spaces. You know, you're teaching in shared spaces. You you start increasing your class sizes significantly to match it. And that's also doing a disservice to these new students with English as a second language. You know, you're potentially putting them in classes with 30 other kids, 35 other students, you know. And so are we meeting everyone's needs in this area is another concern of ours. And another pinch point is just getting physically enough teachers. And the you know just get, having enough teachers in your school to be able to meet the demand, and then getting enough ESOL teachers to meet the demand. Because I know our schools, I know our teachers, I know our principals. They want to do the absolute best for these young people that are coming through their door. So they're going to be really pushing to do the best for them. But it's going to be really difficult. Are you anticipating any response from the ministry in these circumstances to try and address what may not be a short-term increase in demand? Um, I'm really hopeful there'll be an uh, increase in, in to meet to meet the demand of this, the more ESOL support, more classroom support in the terms of actually physical classrooms. Uh, we know this is what schools need. Um, and it's and it's really difficult to predict, as you know, with immigration, but I don't think people are going to uproot their lives to move to New Zealand. You know, we're at the quite a fair way for a lot of people, and then just, just to leave. So I think these students, these young people and these families are going to be around for a very long time. What confuses me about that data, and sorry to hark on about it from earlier in the year, 
is that we're talking about roll drops in primary and secondary schools, the education ministry projections provided to RNZ. In every region uh, except Canterbury, by 2032. At the same time, I'm listening to city councils talking about how they need to provide X amount more housing to accommodate population growth. It just seems to be a bizarre yeah, conclusion no. to reach. We we know exactly. that our actual fertility rates are, are flatlining, if not slightly negative. But we have in recent years had high immigration and why is there an assumption that it won't continue, Chris? Exactly. And these assumptions are really difficult for us to understand at times. Um, so every year we get the, the, the uh, roll growth or roll prediction. Um, and it's we often joke it's about it's about a third, a third, a third. A third the ministry has predicted spot on the school. A third they've got it wrong in the sense the school's got more students than predicted or they've got it wrong and they've got less students than predicted. And so we, we have these issues every year of, of role prediction. Um, and, and, but principals know their schools and know their community. So often they'll take a bit of a, a bit of a gamble on their role growth because they know their schools and they, they know their communities. And I read in one of your articles about they know what houses are being built. One of the principals talked about, you know, a single dwelling's been knocked down and six houses put on in their zone. Well, they know that's going to increase. The, the young people coming into their community. And so the school principals know their schools, know their communities, and they're the best predictors. But there is issue with the ministry predictions at times, and, it, and we see this is a really good example of it. But it's also, a, it's got to be a long-term um, path, and the, 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 and the, the short-term volatility is completely understandable, and no one would expect it to be perfect. But how long does it take uh, you know, to, to build a new school, say. I was reading an article recently, again, where educators were calling attention to the fact of a massively growing suburb where there was no plan for a new school. Uh, and there's a lot of that uh, happening at the moment. Uh, and and the point of, of those educators, those teachers, where it takes five years to, to build one. So, oh, yeah. uh, again, if you look beyond a the immediate crisis, are, are we behind the eight ball? I really think we are. We know that um, the, the 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 stock of schools, you know, the physical stock of schools, has been um, not well looked after over the years. The ministry has not invested money. It has over the last the last government absolutely invested a significant amount of money in redoing schools, building schools. But that took a long time. There was a long decline in the quality and building of new schools. Uh, and so it's really it's really significant, and we know to say new subdivisions, new suburbs going up. They know we know they're going to need schools, and it's a long term process, and it's an issue in education in general. There's a lot of short term thinking, um, and you know if you think of a five year old starting school next year, they're at high school in 2033, and so we've got to think of that time frame, that 10 year time frame of of education, and we just don't do that in New Zealand. Well, what we're also seeing is it won't necessarily be the five-year-old starting today. It'll be the 14-year-old who arrives in 2030, whatever. That's what has yeah. to be factored in. That's where our population growth will come from uh, and has been coming from for quite some time. Can we talk a bit more generally about the state of classrooms? We've heard some horror stories, everything from asbestos to you know leaky buildings, and I, I know there's a lot of stress on trying to upgrade that stock. And... Yeah. Added to that, we heard from one of our principals this morning, is the priority that there will need to be on damaged schools in Auckland, Tairawhiti, Hawke's Bay, for example. 
Yeah, a- a- absolutely. So, so I've, I've visited lots of schools and I've seen an awful lot of temporary buildings. I sort of joked with one school that I th- feel I need to invest in temporary building industry because there seems to be an awful lot of them in schools around the country at the moment. Um, and so we know there's lots of redevelopment. We know there's lots of upgrading. And as you say, our stock is getting really old and there is issues with that old stock, asbestos, leaking, mould. There was a school in Wellington um, recently, uh, last year, had to shut a huge number of their buildings because of issues of mould. And then we've got on top of it just the damage that has occurred of recent weather events. And so there's a lot of pressure on our school stock um, and just to just to keep up. Uh, keep the quality up, not just dealing with increased role, as we're seeing from international students, but it's just it's a significant issue with our stock. Um, and we know there's, there's, there's going to have to be a lot of upgrading. And it is occurring, but it has to get, probably going to happen faster. You mentioned the, the shortage of teachers, and obviously there's been huge disruption again there from the pandemic, uh, as there has been in, in tertiary education as well. But as things stand today, what is the status of number of teachers required to uh, the number we have? Um, I, I don't have that figure to hand, but what I do know is our principals tell us they really struggle to recruit in, in, in general, but also very specifically in a number of areas. Math, science, te leo Māori, um, ESOL is increasingly becoming difficult. Um, and, and that's across the board, across the country. Nearly every school I visit, I, uh, every school I visit, I ask, what's your recruitment like? And they say, we're having trouble. And it's every school. And I've gone the length and breadth of this country visiting schools. And that's a very common thing I hear. There's definitely specific issues like Auckland, for instance, has issues with recruitment. Um, and, and other areas have very specific ones, but it's definitely across the board. Thank you, Chris. Chris Abercrombie is with the PPTA where he is acting president.